0: one go enjoy the show hey guys and welcome to another episode of the jre review joined as always by my partner in crime toddley hello
1: people can i just point out that i just did um 50 push-ups uh in because of sober october or the excuse me the after Sober October, what were they calling that? Post. The post. The recap. Yeah. But I just want to point out that your host, Adam, over here, didn't even attempt one push up. <clears throat> so.
0: Yeah, sure.
1: I'm a little winded still, a little shaky.
0: Doing great, though. I mean, good effort. So we got Duncan Truple, Trussell. Truple. And uh Sober October crew.
1: Yep, we got
0: Ari, Bert, and Tom, who left a bit early. God bless him. Yeah, it was like ten minutes early, twenty. Yeah, wasn't bad. And then Will Harris. Fascinating guy.
1: That was that was my fave. Fave of the week. Yeah. Which is tough going up against all the ledge legends we listened to.
0: Yeah, but Let's start with Duncan. He was on form. Oh, yeah. For sure. How much fun were those two having? Number one, Halloween costumes. Love that. It was a little dark
1: in there. You know, if you were wa- if you were actually watching it, kind of hard to see what was going on. Yeah,
0: true. But fun. But deal with it also. Maybe they, we get, should, they had candles.
1: We should turn the lights down in here. Put some candles on. <laughs> <laughs> Play some uh, Al Green. I don't know.
0: I loved it. I love that. Yeah, what
1: do you what do you got for old Dunk, the Duncan?
0: Well, I mean, you know, concerns about Twitter, homeland security getting involved, FBI giving them some pressure on free speech. The yeah. what? I mean, maybe maybe the government just can't figure out what this stuff is. That's why they have to talk to Zuckerberg and you know, get on Facebook and Instagram and maybe they're just too concerned about this shit wrecking the elections. But also what you know, is this is this why these billionaires want to get into the space?
1: Could be. I mean obviously I mean our boy Elon was pretty tight with the last administration, wasn't he, or was it with Trump administration? They had him on some sort of team.
0: I don't know. I th- I, maybe. I, I know that he wasn't on the uh, Biden one for EV um, cars, hmm. and they went with GM, right, in the Humvee. Yeah. Which, don't get me wrong, that thing looks dope, but how do you not go with... um Biden, i mean uh with elon when it comes to electric vehicles
1: too controversial maybe i mean they're scared of him coming out and saying something maybe he shouldn't because he doesn't care
0: yeah but isn't that disingenuous in the sense of just like oh i'm sorry
1: is our government genuine genuine and genuine generous (laughs) (laughs) one of those words whatever the opposite of disingenuous is
0: yeah we're not going to edit any of that out we'll get there <laughs> but it does beg the question right it's like this guy has led the way in ev vehicles right he made his technology open source and when they when the government's like right we're just going to talk about ev vehicles and get like a summit together and they don't invite him that that doesn't sit well. Well,
1: the beautiful thing is, is he can run Twitter however he wants it, and I think they're nervous. Mm. They're scared of the guy. I think Zuckerberg will do anything for a for a buck. Right? <laughs> he will. I just I don't trust him. Uh, which, you by the way, he, on the way you, to go do ahead. you
0: think he's malleable? Like, he would just go with the tides like a politician.
1: Absolutely. He's a fucking nerd. I mean, so is Elon, but Elon's always gone his own way, regardless of the status quo. I don't feel like Zuckerberg has ever done that. Zuckerberg has done whatever is good for Zuckerberg, right or wrong, no?
0: No, I believe it. But couldn't you also say that Elon also did what was right for him? He just happened to be maybe playing chess at a different level. So it's not like Elon went out and did things for himself that were bad for him. It's
1: no, but I don't think Elon cares what other people think whereas Zuckerberg is very I mean he's the whole, whole Facebook those. platform was started on how people think of me. Yeah. I you know, he's just Elon's a, Elon's a nerd who doesn't care. I feel like Zuckerberg is a nerd who cares about a lot. He might just not admit it. Right. But that's just my opinion.
0: Well, I mean, the Homeland Security comment, Joe said he got a text from Tim Poole that morning to, like, say this is what Homeland Security is trying to do. And doesn't that guy run Apple Tim Pool, yeah, he's the,
1: what is it, CEO now, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, like, that was just like a sideline. They didn't even make a big deal about it. How many super powerful people are just randomly texting Rogan? Right? So, Tim Pool hasn't been on. Rogan's never talked about knowing him, which is reasonable. He doesn't have to tell us everything he's doing. But also... This guy just texted him to be like, oh, yeah, Homeland Security is doing this. That's a thing.
1: That's sweet. He did that. Love that.
0: But, like, do we need to step into a new realm of, like, the power of what, like, the access that Rogan has? That seems unusual, dude.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's awesome that the powers at B are concerned about what Rogan's saying, which is sweet because, you know, he's got a lot of sway when it comes to people's opinions on things. And his opinion is, you know, doesn't favor what our government's doing most of the time. If you think about
0: it. Well, he likes to be, he likes to question stuff. And it isn't, even if you had a really good government, like across the board in every way and I'm not saying we don't but maybe we don't but regardless of who's in it just knowing that people are reaching out to somebody that speaks freely trust him and he and they know that he can say kind of the things that they can't right he has the freedom to do it it's a really good checks and balance In a sense,
1: yeah, because he's not going to get fired from Spotify for saying whatever he wants, most likely. Maybe.
0: How far can he push Spotify though? I think, how far do you think he could? I mean, I think he's done well, yeah,
1: he's done well, just saying whatever he wants, really. He hasn't, you know, (laughs) there's some things that probably wouldn't get said if it wasn't on Spotify, right, they would get deleted out and probably the episodes would be an hour and a half long and, as opposed to three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. But that's the beauty of Rogan. Yeah. Is you hear it all.
0: Well, okay, so let's talk about the press secretary.
1: So Bless her. <laughs> Just kidding. She doesn't I mean, have an easy job. Worst job in the world. It's gotta
0: be the worst.
1: Yeah. yeah. Why, do you,
0: why do you think people do that job?
1: I don't know. I mean, what's her name? Is it
0: a good thing to put on your resume? Was it
1: Huckabee? Huckabee just won today as the the governor of Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee. She used to be the press secretary. I couldn't stand that lady. Who was she under? Trump? Trump, yeah. Oh, okay. She was, I mean, in my mind, just. I mean, to me, these people just—they're—they're just—they're performers, right? And they're just lying through their teeth the entire time and just deflecting all these questions.
0: But do you think that she was worse than who is now Huckabee? Yeah, I think so. Really? Okay.
1: I mean, look, they're pretty much the same person, I guess.
0: Well, it's the same job. Yeah. But are they the same person?
1: Meaning, same person? I meant it, they're the same type of person that can just easily lie to pretty much every question that's given to them. I think Huckabee was a worse actress and maybe this newer gal. I don't know her name, the woman's name, but she seems to be a better actress. Okay. Are you looking it up?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh no no no. Uh. I even though she worked for Trump, I liked her better than the person we have. You liked had.
1: Huckabee better? Yeah.
0: Okay. I felt like she Said, kind of, fuck you more. And yeah. the one now... Dude, the one now. Have you watched much of the one now? Clear, clearly Lessa? not enough. Dude, she... She's, like... I don't know. Maybe I just like that Huckabee kind of gave it back. And maybe that was just the directive of what the press secretary should be. But... The one now is hard to follow, right?
1: Dude, I look at it this way. We're talking about somebody who really, in the scheme of things, doesn't mean shit. All they're doing is deflecting questions that are important and not giving real answers. And really, it's like this nice facade to the American people. It's basically a fuck you to the American people. Yeah, you're right. Cuz we're that's all it is. You're that right. job is a fuck you to the American people because we're not getting real answers and the the it's just a way for our presidents and the higher-ups in our government to not have to answer real questions.
0: Yeah, I need to take a step back. So, you're right. The, and, the, and
1: and people just talk about it all the time like, "Did you hear this press secretary It's Like, "Yeah, that that's not what we should be talking about right now."
0: Yeah, cuz who are they?
1: fake. Right? They're just these fake people that answer real questions f- in a fake way.
0: Do you think they go into those meetings? <laughs> and I was thinking about it. Like, imagine going into those meetings dude. and then the president is like, and the whole team is like, right, this is the agenda we're pushing. And you're just like, this sounds like bullshit. Yeah, they know it is. And then you get up on the podium and you're like, all right, number one, this is what they're trying to push, but also I think this is bullshit. I feel like, the, in a sense, what that job would have been in prehistoric times, well, like medieval times, is a jester. Yeah, it's a joker. A court jester. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But now they're not funny. Yeah. And we've lost something important, right? It's almost like I would throw it out to Elon. With all his power... And he's very funny on Twitter and other things. Like, he, you know, he throws his comments out. He makes a lot of press for himself for free. Imagine if he had his own press secretary. And that press secretary was able to be like, yeah, well, uh, this is what Elon was mostly trying to persuade us of in the meeting. But also, uh, you know, some of that's uh, dumb and bullshit. And this is what I really think. Yet he has a contract with this person and can never fire him. That would be great. It would be amazing. Yeah. Let's bring back that Jester. For <laughs> let's bring back the core Jester. Yeah. If anyone could do it, Elon could.
1: Yeah. More um, pregnant man emojis that look like Bill Gates, <laughs> please, right now.
0: <laughs> he could just oh, do it oh
1: man you know it, yeah I mean moving on from that it's a shitty job it is just in my mind it's just lies upon lies deflected in a way that nothing really gets answered and I think it brings to the point where Duncan was talking about having you know this collective consciousness it's, it's almost like it's part of our collective collective consciousness kind of what he was talking about you know the people we elect and the things we talk about are part of our collective consciousness and our collective consciousness in this country is fucked and we're just we just don't seem to care anymore so we don't care so much that and again this is my opinion but i resonated with this when trestle's talking about it and they're laughing about it but it's kind of a f- silly crazy thing to laugh about because it's so true and that if we don't care that these questions are getting deflected and we don't care the answers that come out of her mouth and all we care about is like bitching about them being answered incorrectly or if we, we really just don't care to know the real answer, that is a collective consciousness problem. Yeah. You know? And if we want to walk around malls, to bring it to his other point where we just want to walk around malls with AR goggles on all the time, which is going to happen... Here we go. Everyone's just be living in their own reality. And I, I don't know, man. It's crazy
0: to think about. Do you think that this is more of a question of people don't want to stop and face, like, the problems and the controversies that they face?
1: I mean, you can – the writing's on the wall, dude. Voting day was yesterday and granted, we live in an extremely small... I mean, it's a huge state, but a small population. I think 200,000 or 250,000 people voted in Montana yesterday. That's nothing. It's like a small metropolitan area of Detroit voted for an entire state that's bigger than like 17 states.
0: <laughs> it's, dude, it's like three times the size of England.
1: Right, but... I so to your point do do I what was the what was the question? Do well, think,
0: are people not facing their own reality. Absolutely
1: right? not. If they can't wake their ass up and go vote and they have one day to do it and they don't even care to go do that but yet they're going to bitch all day long about something whether it has to do with politics or not, they're just going to bitch and bitch and bitch but they can't even just go vote. I mean, it's a very simple thing. So well, yeah, I don't his- I don't think people care.
0: Here's the thing that, like, when Rogan and and Duncan, other people bring up mushrooms, which plenty of people are scared of, right? Yeah. They're scared of hallucinogens, scared of doing them. I get it. There could be issues there. If you have schizophrenia in your family, maybe stay away. However, you can put yourself in your own echo chambers for sure. We don't really have one in the studio and it bugs you. <laughs> yeah. Cuz I like to I like to annoy you when you get all political. Yeah. And I'm mostly just playing devil's advocate. I agree with you a lot of the time, but it's 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 not an echo chamber in here. We like to fuck with each other on that.
1: Yeah, well that's right? a good thing though.
0: I think so. Yeah. And then when you do shrooms, right? And it controlled way at an appropriate age. I mean, that's my disclaimer. Nice. But, which I do believe in too, right? You don't want to be doing it at like eight years old. That's a bad no, time. Definitely not. Right? Wait till you're an adult and then get your time, do it with the right people, right influences around. Yeah. It's going to tell you some things in reality that you you can't get away from. You can live in your own bubble on social media and with your friends and only hanging out with people that only agree with you, that you get worked up about, and then you get all self-righteous. But you do it in that controlled realm, it's going to tell you some things that are important. And they talk about this. Duncan does it. Joe does it about politicians. (coughs) about if only they could do this.
1: Yeah, it'd be great.
0: Do you think so, though? I do. I mean, or is that just a silly argument that they make? I kind of believe that it could be good, but hey, there's a reason it doesn't happen also.
1: Yeah, but as someone who has taken hallucinogens quite a bit, every single time I've done them, I feel more connected to nature, and just that alone to me would help this entire planet so much on a human connection. I mean, I've never walked away from a mushroom trip and not felt more connected to everyone around me, everything around me, whether it's human or a plant or a chair. I've felt very connected to chairs, pots and pans, <laughs> all of those things. I want to hug them. I want to...
0: Because mostly you're sat in a chair <laughs> the whole time. But <laughs> I You know what I'm saying,
1: that. man. You You, you couldn't and granted, like you said, there, there's a disclaimer there, not, it's not right for everybody. But if most people who do not have some sort of pre-existing mental condition and had some sort of controlled environment or a friend who has done it before that could do it with them to make sure they don't do something stupid and walk in front of a fucking crowded freeway or something dumb or jumped off a building, which is I think people who haven't done it before think that those things might happen. Like they think they could fly or which isn't true unless you've, t- unless you take way too many mushrooms. You know what I'm saying if You just take a little bit, start a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. You're going to feel more connected to the entire planet, which in turn makes you feel more connected to people. And also you're going to have a lot of fun. You might smoke maybe one too many Siggies or, Whatever, Whatever. but it's one night. Just stay away from mirrors, get out in nature, make sure to bring a blanket if it's cold out because you won't know it's cold out. You're going to think it's fucking 80 degrees even though it's 20 degrees. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know, man. Play some music. Like, there's so many things I think that,
0: yes. Well, good advice about how to do mushrooms for sure.
1: But you don't think that would be better, beneficial to humankind? if more people did hallucinogens in a controlled environment?
0: I've You know, I assume maybe, yeah. But I also hear them talk about it, like, kind of flippantly, like, oh, politicians should do this. And I wonder. I'm yeah. like, ah, uh, is that just a joke, you know? Or is this really a possible solution? I think similar on the lines of this, is when Duncan was talking about that AI stuff Mm -hmm. where it's like open source. Everyone can add to it. It creates this like new art or programs or just imagery. And there's – I feel like there's something beautiful there happening, right?
1: Yeah, and super trippy too because this environment is changing as you walk through
0: it. You're a creative guy, right? And I would be interested to see – What you thought about what they're doing on that space? Because I mean, there's like whole sites now where you just write in what you want. You could write in anything, bomb snow, magazine shout out, also anything. Elon Musk, Twitter, and it creates an image. From I don't know how it does it.
1: Yeah, no, I've done it. It's but that's just a that's like a. It's not a 3D image, right? It's not like a VR. It's not a virtual reality image. It's more of a AI image that you type into the computer. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Like a blurry, yeah, smudge. But it's getting better. That's the thing.
1: Well, yeah. What does
0: that mean? Well, and what Duncan's saying? Could it it, like one day just write whole shows? Probably. Like what's the limit? I don't see why not. That's pretty cool.
1: It, it It's super cool, man. And again, it's one of those things, if we're going to bring it back to, you know, doing things in moderation, which you should, you know, do that with drugs. You should do that with so many things, with eating shit food and also with VR goggles, in my mind. I think they're great. I'd, I'd be super down to check those things out. I've, I've only I've only fucked around with VR goggles a few times, and it was cool. Super cool. Do I want those on my head all the time? No, but plenty of people... Would, and that's a scary thought. But also, like they thought the printing press was going to ruin the world. They thought radio was going to ruin the world. So that's true. It's gonna. We're going to be fine.
0: I mean, you mostly only borrowed mine and watched VR porn. Yeah, and it was which it was, it was too intense.
1: Like. No, it was too intense. Yeah, but it's super funny, and it was fun. Definitely worth checking out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know what I, I made sound of like it an either, old man
1: s- saying all these things you in are moderation. An old man. Yeah, I guess I am. I'm in my forties, you know. But I think you know, vegetable oils are way worse for you than mushrooms. So there you go. There's my old man speak right there. What about Stay the? Away.
0: What about all the opioid addiction <laughs> shit?
1: Yeah, that's another one for me. It's a problem with doctors. It's a problem. I'm, I feel like I'm being too serious right now, dude. You're guessing. Well, these are serious you are. topics. I'm you not, are,
0: but like, just answer. Well, uh, just answer them how what you I want was, to. But don't okay. be nerd about it.
1: Well, what I'll say is, all of we're these not, things dude, should be legal, bro,
0: Real quick, we're not the fucking authority on this shit, right? Okay, we're just like the conversation. Like I hear it, and then I'm like, what do I think about it? Well, okay, I'll tell you what I
1: think about it. They are giving these things out like candy. Doctors are basically getting paid to hand these drugs out. And it's the same thing that they talked about. I can't remember his name. It was the guy he was on a few weeks ago. Oh, God. What the heck was his name? He, he used to be a medical salesman. He was selling dick pills for a while. And then he started selling opioids. And now he wrote a whole book on it. He was on Rogan like three weeks ago. Oh, shit. And he was talking about the they brought up the Sackler family this family that any time a drug is about to come up like to a certain point like within a year we're going to take this drug off the market and then they would find a way to basically do no human no more human trials but say that it's also good for this particular issue right like okay. all of a sudden not only are opioids good for back pain but they're also good for uh, ADHD, and that's a horrible example, but you see what I'm you see what I'm saying. They yeah. would come up with these papers, which are total bullshit. Kind of the same thing that happened with the um, with that guy who wrote all those falsities about um, Alzheimer's, and it's just now coming out that the fucking guy lied the entire time. And there's all these papers and evidence of him skewing the results, and right. people have been on these drugs. That's the problem with these drugs in the opioid pandemic is that they're continually allowing the insurance companies are continually allowing these things to have zero human uh, trials on people. And they're just like reinventing themselves as this new drug, but it's the same thing for a separate problem. So in my mind, the, in my mind, it's like make everything legal and make them really hard to get unless you have, a serious problem that it that you need this drug for. Yeah, but then I don't who, know how you do that.
0: Who decides? I don't know. You're just bringing it back to the government.
1: No, it, well, I what I'm bringing it back to is somebody
0: has to decide that.
1: Okay, so let me change. Let me change my thought on this thing. Okay, stop, stop making it so easy for hospitals and HMOs and insurance companies and and people who are selling these drugs who are getting. a month to take people out for steak dinner in order to sell a doctor a drug, stop that. So stop being able to make billions of dollars off drugs, and then maybe there wouldn't be such a problem. Yeah,
0: but weren't you complaining earlier today that you couldn't get enough Adderall for your ADHD? Wouldn't that be along the same line? Does that make your complaint less valid?
1: Well, yes and no, because the reason I couldn't get it is because I went in after I was already out of my prescription because I have ADHD, so I forgot to call, and then I forgot to call. Had I called <laughs> two weeks ago, the fucking pills would have been there and would have been fine. That was my bad.
0: Oh, but so also there is a
1: so. shortage. There, there is also a shortage. But had I been like, hey, man, a week from now I'm going to be out of pills, then it would, they would have been ready. Instead, I went there after I was out of pills... And then five days later, I get my pills, which sucks because I didn't have Ritalin for five days. And I need that shit.
0: I need it. I need it. You do.
1: But I, I think it has a lot to do with money, man. And look, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But when it comes down to these companies are making an absurd amount of money. And if they weren't making that much money, they wouldn't keep changing the ways they're being sold to people to make more money.
0: And also people are dying. I
1: mean, it's the same reason why I think a flat tax is fair. It's like, okay, every drug should cost the fucking same. Boom. You know, in how, England... How would that save it? Every drug costs the same.
0: Hold this. Just saying. I'm pretty sure in England, all prescriptions cost the same. Thank you. That's a great idea. The, um, like,
1: I mean, that's socialized medicine, and there's a yeah, lot yeah. of...
0: I mean, there's a lot of differences there, and I'm not trying to push it, but also, I remember when I lived there it was like 625 pounds like 10 bucks back yeah. then yeah even if you just needed like you know ibuprofen yeah and then um i was like it, really i can just buy this at the pharmacy for that much and they were like well that's just how it is for prescriptions but this is what all the drugs cost and that's that seemed like pretty good, So what you are saying
1: is they basically take, they, they take a median price after they round out all of the drug costs, and then it's like a median price for everything, no matter
0: what it is. Yeah, so <clears throat> seems the only like a great idea.: Well, the only concern to me is how much drugs cost to research and make, and then if you can only sell them for the same amount, is there the same motivation? Um, you know, for like economically for yeah. you to like push to make it. Or the same, same motivation
1: for, for doing human trials because that seems to me like the problem here is in order to get the drugs, you know, through the FDA and through that process, it seems to me like they're just kind of pushing it forward just like they did with the vac- vaccines without enough human trials and it's like, they're pushing it through. They're pushing it through. And if there wasn't a bunch of money to be made, that probably wouldn't happen. I mean, y- you bring up a good example with England, which I know nothing about their healthcare system, but is there an opioid em- epidemic there? I don't know. Like, where where are the countries where there's no opioid a- epidemic? Everywhere but the United States, probably, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, this is the country where it's a problem. And yeah. that dude that was on Rogan, I'm p- pissed I can't... Can't remember his name, but he was saying the reason the opioid ap- epidemic happened is is because they kept giving it for different issues. Doctors were like getting paid more money yeah. to give out this drug. That's bad. That's bad. So all comes down to money,
0: motherfuckers. Oh, kinda. Yeah. No. You're right. No, it does. It does. Ah, oh, that's a lot. I'm gonna find this guy's name. All right, figure it out. Let's jump over to Sober October and lighten this bitch up.
1: <laughs> well, it it's
0: up. it's one of those things, though, right? It's yeah. like it's you have to talk about it. Duncan brings it. It's heavy. And then also you can be sober for an entire month. Try it out. Who does that? We didn't do it.
1: I I haven't done it since I started drinking at like 12 years old.
0: Really? Yeah. You haven't done a, a whole full month?
1: month? Nope. Oh, not, Todd, I'm I
0: feeling a challenge coming not on. Not since I've had my first beer home. I'm feeling a challenge more than your push-ups. What do you think? What could you I, do? Look at
1: man, I no, I'm not doing it because this is why. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I don't have a drinking problem anymore. I had one in college. All right. I like to relax. I don't need to Burt Kreischer this shit, but I I enjoy relaxing. I enjoy my two to four alcoholic drinks per day.
0: You don't drink a lot. No,
1: that's what I'm saying.
0: You're a very responsible drinker for for a person that also likes to have, you know, a few a day. Have
1: I always been that way? Hell no. I used to black out like every other day in college. Not kidding. Really? Oh, dude. For four years straight, I was blacked out like every other day. It's horrible. And Get then I back. got married. And that, really what happened was I had a kid, right? When you have a child, and this goes to all the fathers out there and mothers, you cannot be hungover. It is the worst thing. I wish we had a line where people could call us right now. We could talk to them about it because tell me something worse than being extremely hungover and dealing with a crying child that has a shitty diaper. There is no worse thing in life that I've experienced Mm. other than maybe missing a plane flight on your way home for Christmas for your mom. And you're super hungover too. And she's crying on the phone at you. That also sucks, being on a plane super hungover. But imagine being on a plane super hungover with a fucking crying two-year-old, dude. Worst thing ever.
0: Well, based on what you just said, do you think that the child for you was like, there was nothing else that would have scented you to do that?
1: I I don't know, because I didn't stop. I mean... When I got married, my wife and I stopped drinking as much, but we would still go out and get blottoed on the weekends. We don't do that anymore. Okay. I think if we didn't have a two year old, like so we kids, would probably go get fucked up more on the it weekends. Sounds
0: like kids have definitely helped ground you.
1: Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But right. also because being hungover around a two year old is horrible. Yeah. And it's not even the it's not even the guilt. It's not a guilt thing. It's more of just like, oh, why did I do this to myself? This is so not worth it. It just that mm. makes me not enjoy being around my kid, and I love being around my kid.
0: That makes sense. So yeah,
1: it was absolutely the 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 thing that helped a ton. Well, but, I
0: think I think Bert's talked about that a lot. Period. Right? So coming back to sober October, yeah. like Burt – Does it? I mean, Tom left in the pod to go see his kid. kid.
1: Yeah, good man.
0: And you know, they didn't know this for sure before that, right? There's, there's like a change there. the The interesting thing with Bert is it. I don't know. I feel like uh, he has two pressures. One, be there for the family. Yep. And like spend time with them and do it. But also, he has this new momentum where he makes a shitload of money being on the road. And I think, I think, uh, Aerie made the joke about him making like 400 grand a show or well, like yeah. somebody slipped something. And it I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if it's like accurate or whatever. But if you add up ticket sales, you know, when they're yeah. selling out like 20,000 place. Arenas and those tickets are like $60 a piece. That's a lot of money.
1: What is that? $1.2 million, uh,
0: Well, you got to think that. Let's do some math here. You got to think that the ticket companies are taking something, right? And, um, yeah,
1: 1.2 million. Look at that. I didn't even need a fucking calculator, Cal- boss. You fucking genius. Um, no, they were talking about it because they said the president of the United States only makes 400K a year. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so let's say it was just 400 grand, right? And then yeah. it's on 10 million a year, right? Yeah. So then he has this and he made this movie, which also looks great. The trailer is amazing. I'm going to put a link in the bio for that for sure. But he's, he's like in a space where. You know, he is like, feels this pressure to work, you know? And I think in time, he might be like, all right, family's more important. He might do a bit of a Tom thing, go home. But he's all about work. Seems like Rogan has more balance. Yeah. And then Ari has no family, so he's just doing whatever the hell he does. Yeah. Peeing in the hallway.
1: Look, to me, I, I just feel like Bert still doesn't give a fuck, and he's he's trying to find that line. I mean, he looked, at, he looked at Joe and he goes, dude, I don't know, what should I do? What should I do? It's like, what you need to do, in my mind, Bert, is fucking own up to your shit and figure out what, what works best for you. And if you don't want to die of a fucking stroke, then yeah, you probably shouldn't drink every night and go fucking that hard, even though somehow the machine that he is, I mean, he didn't get the nickname the machine for no fucking reason. Dude. He can crush, and he did what he just did, and like, 50 push-ups, too. Yeah, but this is also Ari why— couldn't he, even do 10. No.
0: But <laughs> the, you, let's not forget, right? When people want to be hard on Bert, you got to give him a, a fucking minute. Because he has a movie now called The Machine. Yeah. He has one of the greatest repeatable stand-up sets of all time Incredible. called The Machine. And you want to slow The Machine down— Let's just think about the metaphor here. It's a machine. <laughs> it's a thing <laughs> that is not biological, that just runs on its own. I mean, yeah, right there.
1: He'll figure it out, man. I, I mean, look, he, he, he went a whole month without drinking at all. He felt great. And then I feel...
0: Dude, his whoop stats were through the roof.
1: But it sounded it sounds to me like he is taking it a little bit more easy. he's still going going at getting after it when he when he needs to, but I don't feel like he's It's not like he's getting blottoed every night like he used to
0: well, he said tequila helps
1: yeah, so I don't know i mean i all I can say is look he he's disciplined in so many ways right he'll figure it out yeah, I'm not worried about it hopefully it doesn't yeah. take. You know, a stroke or a heart attack for him to figure it out. But like you said, his whoop his whoops were like on point, yeah. dude. His fucking heart rate was like money after that. And you know Well he never with, answered the question though. Yeah, Remember that? I mean, he never answered it? the question. What was the question? Rogan said, Would you quit drinking to not be have to take heart medicine anymore? And he never answered it. They they ended up skirting off on another question or yeah, like something else.
0: To him that's a tough question.
1: He didn't answer it. Yeah. Because he's still on heart meds for his high blood pressure when he's drinking.
0: But here's what's important. You can't say Bert doesn't know. He knows how to do it, right? So there are people that are bigger, overweight, struggle, whatever, and then they end up either dying or just having something. Bert has had multiple examples of how to do this. So, really, it's up to him now. Yeah. He has all the tools, for sure. He has all the tools. What about the rowing the Atlantic shit they were talking about?
1: This, Dude. I mean, I would love to see it, but no fucking way. Yeah, no chance. No way.
0: But also, how fucking hilarious <laughs> was that? That Tom said mm. to Ari, oh, you had to bring this up the Dum Dum, and then you knew he would jump on board. Mm -hmm. And I love Bert so much for how excited he gets about things. We know this. In our studio, we love to do this. In the studio, we like to get excited about things that don't even make any sense. But, you know, you jump on board. He was so behind it. And he wouldn't stop. Brilliant.
1: He's a good dude, and I hope all their shit talking to Garth Brooks brings brings him on to uh, Rogan as well. And what what did you think about Burt rewriting? I, I liked when he talked about him rewriting a bunch of shit for the script for the machine for his new movie. And just when he was on one and they, they were telling him, like, hey, man, just kind of r- write whatever you want, mix it up, and he just went after it and just wrote a bunch of shit, added a bunch of... Wild, funny stuff. I mean, you know that that puke scene was not in the first script for oh, that dude, trailer. No there is no way.
0: No way. Dude, that wouldn't be in any movie ever. <laughs> it's so cute. I've never even seen anything like that. Uh... That he put it in his pocket. But <sighs> if you think about it, he's done. he's done that bit for so long that he's probably, in a sense, always thinking of bits you could add. And now, because it's a movie... I think that what makes the machine bit so good and why it's so usable is that he, it was basically the truth. He just told the story. Yeah, he's not making it up. But now he gets to make a movie, and a movie is something else. He gets to kind of add his own element to it, almost. And that's what he did. It's going to be fun to watch. Dude. When is that shit out? Next I don't year? know,
1: but I'm I'm excited to watch that Tim Dillon special on his on his little cooking thing. What what's oh. the cooking YouTube channel? The, the, I didn't realize Bert was doing that. Dude. I didn't know he had that show until today.
0: So good. Whitney Cummings and Oh, that's right.
1: Whitney's yeah. on it. And yeah, Dylan's so good. Dylan's the man. I you know, I will let's end this on a also a good note. I loved at the end. I mean look. They're friends of Bert's. They're trying to get them to stop drinking. Love that about their friendship, how they can be so open about that while speaking on the most popular podcast in the world. But also at the end where they just said, don't shit talk your friends, man. Don't shit talk your friends. Unless you're going to shit talk them in front of their face. Like just, you know. Oh, dude, that's Just good, stop. It's, it's good such message. good moves. because
0: I could hear that. I think I do that too much. We all sometimes. do sometimes. We all do it. And I don't mean to. I really don't. I feel like sometimes when I do it, I'm like trying to figure out a way to make it beneficial, but it's never good. It's never fucking good, dude.
1: It's just, uh, it was a good takeaway at the end there, because it was super goofy all the way through, and at the end, they got real serious about just not shit-talking your friends, and that resonated with me, man, because I've been trying to not do that, and I'm not the type of person to shit-talk my friends. No, you're not. But...
0: But we've, it's we've good, all, we it's all good do to it. have that like thing to think about. You know? I feel
1: like I'm always the guy. If somebody's shit talking a friend, I will actually
0: interject. You do? I'm you that te- guy. You tell me to shut up a lot and of be times. Like,
1: Man, that's not that's not true. Or if it is true, why don't you tell them? Like, call them up right now and fucking talk about it, kind of thing. Yeah, because that's what I would want, right? Like, if I'm getting if like if somebody's shit talking me, I want to know because if I knew. I would probably change the behavior. And it's happened here before. We talk about the stew. We're all friends here at our studio. You know, there's been shit in the past where I know things have been festering. Yeah. And then it comes to a head and we fucking fight about it and we, and then we're fucking like screaming at each other. This hasn't happened really with you or I, but it's happened with other people in the studio. And then two seconds later, we're hugging it out and fucking having a beer. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe sometimes you need that. But I feel like if we were just a little bit more upfront to begin with, it would be a little bit more smooth. There wouldn't be a blow up. I mean, I I've had times where I feel like shit all day because of something that was said to me that I knew was true, but had I heard it like in prior arguments or just in just in talking, it probably would have never hit that point. It's kind of like when you get into a fight with your wife or. Anyone, really, you're close with, right? Family member.
0: I'm going to tell you this now. Just saying. Like, you're very good at that, right? And I sit here sometimes and I go on rants because I get annoyed at things and, like, running the show and other shit, and you are very good at bringing me back to a place where I have to be, like, (laughs) fucked. <laughs> I said some dick shit.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I would expect that from all of us. And I think just people just don't say it enough. You know, people don't interject enough when people are talking shit.
0: But, but the sober group, you know it. Yeah. You know, those four know each other really well. They call each other out all the time. There were jokes about Rogan being short yeah. from Aerie, which were hilarious. Like they're all giving each other a hard time, and like that check with them, it's special. But yeah. it's it's like a comedy world. I I feel like also you can't hold yourself to that standard, kinda, because in a sense they're professionals at giving people shit. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> true. All right, let's jump over to Will Harris,
1: the man, dude.
0: The Dude, man. I feel like the we, man. well, we're going late today, but also, this one's important.
1: I have so many notes on this one, but I I listened intently to this one because I Dude, believe, number one,
0: number one, can we just, can we just like.
1: I'm not even going to look at my notes is what can, I was going to say, just, Adam. I'm not even going to look at them.
0: All right, can we take a second <laughs> just to say how great was the way that he said things? I mean, unless you have a prejudice to, like, southern talk, the way you're like, oh, that's all racist, which is reasonable. I mean, I guess someone could think that. But it was like, it's like the cutest southern way of speaking ever. And I was, it was like he could read any book to me and I'd be into it.
1: Very true. Unless he was talking about, you know, how the South didn't win the Civil War. 100%. 100% <laughs> how yeah, 100%, yeah, how slavery should still be a fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, no. Then I would fucking hate his voice. I take it back. I take it back.
0: <laughs> but if he if he was just telling a a beautiful story, yeah, it's just dreaming. Yeah.
1: If he's reading a children's book about, you know, that's not about the KKK, yes, absolutely.
0: Or... If he's telling you about things that are environmentally positive That's why you like him. That just that combination was perfect.
1: Yeah. And and what a fucking G for taking his family farm and for going this direction that everyone needs to go in.
0: Dude, think of think of the things that we worry about. <clears throat> you make a magazine, multiple magazines, and you're
1: bombsnow.com.
0: Right. Love that. Great magazine. You're you're like sat here thinking about streamlining, making money, sales, like what pushes it. If all of a sudden you had to make a change, right? Mm -hmm. It was like the paper that you used didn't work. It was environmentally fucked up. And then also there were some other processes in your whole setup that didn't work, and it was going to take you down 30%, that is a fucking brave move.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a move from the heart, right? And, yeah, making, you know, this is different than making magazines, but to a similar point, oh, yeah, it's ne- none of it is good Well, that's not true. It's not good for the environment, but the way he's doing it is not bad for the environment. It's kind of like, it's it's sequestering all this carbon. And we'll get to this because he talks about it a lot near the end, where like technology is not going to save us from the issues that we're having with the environment and carbon. Right. But changing agricultural practices in this linear way, which he kept talking about this linear way of like more pesticides, more herbicides, all of these things are a, it's a system that only works for so long. And I think we're just finally realizing after the industrial revolution, how fucked we are from the systems we've been doing. And I think I I just want to make this one point because it was the biggest point that was made is that it will not change until we change our way of buying things. So until we always buy the grass fed meat instead in the in the family farmed meat that's sustainable and it's on a family farm that's organic, that is using grass fed beef and, and open pastures and regenerative farming, until the consumers start purchasing that stuff, it will not change. And that was a huge point.
0: And I love that too but realistically, right? Think of the people listening and also think of you. Yeah. How often do you not buy that type of food?
1: I would say I'm like I would say I'm like 60/40. Yeah. Yeah, I buy a lot of grass-fed it's, beef.
0: But it's still not a great but, like
1: I'm not gonna lie, dude, I ate I ate a steak yesterday and a steak the day before and those were not grass fed and they were four dollars and thirty cents for an eight ounce good deal New York strip and I
0: it's hard to do. But and look, then you think of it like innocent people I get that it. aren't making the money, you know, that are just trying to keep their families going. Like it's a f- it's not easy.
1: Yeah, it's a huge problem. But how fucked was that when you saw the water? running from oh, his gross. farm and it was crystal clear and you know you see the you, you saw the drone footage of his farm and then his neighbor's farm his neighbor's farm was fucking dirt just like tractored over a thousand times and his farm was just grass and did you see that yeah and then and then you see the oh fucking dude, it was wild water running off yeah and it, I mean it all makes sense it's, It looked it, like poop it's one of those things that until we talk about it more, that it won't change. It's it, it. reminds me a lot of organic farming when it comes to all the organic produce you see nowadays. People understand that they don't want chemicals on their vegetables. Right. People are just now starting to understand that they don't want hormones and injections in their meat. But you know, and they this don't is... want they would they don't want fucking corn fed beef anymore.
0: This is why Rogan like. I really love it. made a decision to himself to be like, all right, I'm either gonna go vegan and vegetarian because I can't stand this factory farming. And then yeah. he went, you know, meat eat to hunting. Which And bless for, Rogan for that. Yeah, but for a lot of people it's difficult to take. But also
1: why is that difficult to take? I don't know. Because he eats meat? Well, but what do you not mean?
0: dude, I grew up vegetarian. My dad wouldn't like this. My family doesn't like hunting. A lot of British people don't. And, you know, they have their right to believe that too. Also, he was just faced with a dilemma here. And I feel like he, you know, sought out enough information to make his own choice and then went, no, this isn't going to work. Like I have to choose a path that makes sense here for me, but you know, he's not buying any, like you know, factory farm. Well, I say that sometimes he says he has until a, he goes
1: to In and Out Burger with no bun. Well, I but don't. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know where In and Out Burger gets their shit, but he does say he does like the fish fillet. Yeah, that shit is not. I, I guess you don't factory farm that, but like I'm sure McDonald's are not grabbing fish fillet yeah. in an economical well, way.
1: I tell you what, boyo, we got, <laughs> <laughs> we've got thirty pounds of Alaskan uh, sockeye salmon coming to the stew stew in the next couple weeks from our boy Robert Raymond, who has a who's a fisherman. Love that. And that's a whole another subject. But speaking of yeah, f- farmed fish, yeah, it's horrible. It's not a good thing.
0: But I wonder, like my question is, like let's say you don't, you live in an inner city, you don't have a lot of extra money, how you're like, if you wanted to be really ethical with your eating, how ethical could you be? Yeah. And if you can't be, which probably is how it is, what can you do? Like how far can you go with it? How clean of eggs can you buy? How, you know, like grass-fed, sourced could your meat be? And if not, like what do you do? If you're hearing Rogan talk and you you just like, yeah, I agree with this, where do you go with that if you can't yeah. afford it?
1: Yeah, I don't know the solution there. It, it's definitely a, a – it's definitely a th- – first world problem, but it's a huge, huge, huge problem. And until we figure it out, like the soil is going to keep depleting. I mean, the soil thing is such a huge problem. I mean, they're just depleting all of the nutrients off the soil. And you saw that farm, dude, what I was just saying with the drone footage, all of that topsoil, that's why that shit was so muddy and brown, because it's just, it, it has nowhere to sit.
0: Isn't it amazing? It just goes that right
1: that, into the fucking water table.
0: That nitrogen fertilizer, like, had what sixty years, eighty years? No, wait, where are we from the war? Like s-
1: since World War One or two?
0: Two, yeah. So nineteen forty-five, yeah, to now. That's eighty-five 80 years. years. No, that's eighty years. All right. Yeah, you're correct. So that many years of like working on the soil like to be fair when they started you're like that's a long time we figure out something else well we haven't we're getting close to it ending and then they have the monocrop agriculture so his stuff makes sense it works right the way he does it he can continue it but there are Farms that only do cotton, only do corn. And that is, how do you break that? And he didn't really have an answer.
1: No, I mean, there's not really an answer unless the, uh, I hate to say the answer is the government, but they have to subsidize some of this stuff. I mean, like he said, the the people who are farming. Dude,
0: they're already subsidizing a lot of farming. Right. For sure.
1: And the people who are farming are not the bad guys it's not their fault that this is the way of this linear way of farming is the way of the world. And look, man, it's not like we knew this inherently that this was evil to begin with, but we're starting to realize that it's not sustainable. So it has to change. I mean, it absolutely has to change. If you're someone who believes in climate change and believes in not only that, but just being humane to animals, (laughs) like, the, the cycle can be circular, right? It can be. I mean, he's, he's absolute living proof that the cycle can be circular and we can do this the right way. And I think, and Rogan talks about this a lot, can we feed the 8 billion people on planet Earth like this? Absolutely. But everyone would have to do it. Like, they say, like, be, becoming a vegan is not the answer, there's nothing wrong with veganism, and I liked how he pointed that out. He's like, I got nothing against veganism. What I have against is these are these um, what did he call them? Uh, what the heck did he say? Just people who are vegans who 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 basically say you need to do this and you need to eat this way, right? These like maniacal vegans who are like saying that I'm not allowed to eat a fucking cow if I if the Monster, world depends yeah. on it because. Right you're fucking up the planet. Well, I loved his answer. He said, animals are not what's fucking up the planet. It's the way we're farming. That's what's fucking up the planet. So again, man, dude, it comes down to consumerism, uh, the way we purchase our meats. And it, it, I look at it as a healthcare issue too. If you're putting... Meat in your body that's full of hormones. He talked about this a lot. He's like the same guys that are making the fucking pesticides are the same motherfuckers who are making aspirin, dude. They're making something that's gonna kill you, and then they're yeah. making this something that's gonna make you feel better. Pay attention to that. That's the that crazy seems part. Tricky. And my brother became a vegan because of that. Because of you know, and granted, he he was watching Food Inc. and some of these other Things that are skewed, well, they're but compelling. also fucked up. And they're compelling. And I watched Food Inc., and I didn't eat meat for a month or so. But if you're eating meat from Will Harris's farm, it's not full of antibiotics. And it's not full of shit that's going to send you to the hospital. It's not full of fat. The problem is is that most people, I would say most people on this planet, do not realize that cows are not supposed to eat corn and that's fucked. So it really comes down in my mind to education, dude. It's like what are you putting in your body? If you're putting in grass-fed beef, that's what cows are supposed to fucking eat. They eat grass. Yeah. That's what they're supposed to eat. Well, and guess what? Grass captures fucking carbon, people.
0: Yeah, but I didn't even know for a long time. That's what I'm saying, dude, I it's just like, it's an educational thing. I just thing. ate the meat and was like, okay, that's how it comes. Yeah. I guess.
1: Well, it's the same thing. If you're going to eat a fucking, if you're going to eat a tomato or a tomato, as you call it, my fine English man, <laughs>
0: <laughs> fucking a potato, uh, a potato. Look, man,
1: have you tried one of my tomatoes out of my garden no. that has zero pesticides, herbicides, all organic, whatever? It's an, not toot my own horn here, but if you if you try a tomato out of somebody's garden, your
0: dog definitely pissed on those. Versus,
1: things. great. That's organic. <laughs> you you take that over a factory farm tomato that's fucking never ripe that you get for slicing, you know, tomatoes for sandwiches. I mean, it is a whole nother It's a whole another fruit, dude. And tomato, yes, tomatoes are fruit because if you taste a tomato that comes out of our, an organic farm that's ripe, sweet. it tastes sweet. And I mean, dude, my two year old eats mm-hmm. those. Because it tastes good. It tastes like a goddamn strawberry. It's sweet and sugary. And you eat a tomato from a factory farm that was sprayed with pesticides and herbicides, it's like so bland. Yeah. But I think of it, it's the same thing with meat.
0: But you know, here's what's important we're not in any special position, and we can still get a hold of that stuff, <clears throat> right? If we yeah. think about it and do it, we can. Yeah. Sure maybe people that live in cities can't grow their own stuff but they could they can go to a local farmers market maybe the prices are more you know it's it's just hard to say because like people are stressed they're working a lot you know they've got kids like almost the last of their concerns is like the quality of food they're like trying to feed but i feel like and not, I'm not trying to come from a pra- place of, like, any sort of privilege because I haven't been able to afford it. But I feel like if if you made that your priority, you could do it. Like, I, we have yeah. enough resources, potentially.
1: And granted, we live in Montana where it's easy to get grass-fed beef that's, like, you know, three yeah, miles but- away from the studio.
0: But but we also have like nine months of winter. So yeah. is our like are our fucking vegetables that much cheaper here? Probably not. No, they got to be shipped in.
1: I mean, it's not like Alaska, but no. I look at it this way: a pound of a pound of meat coming from these factory-fed farms, and you know, the the way you don't want to do it is what. $2.50 for a pound of I'm talking ground chuck here ba- baby. Nice. $2.50, right? Around that. Grass-fed meat that is what Will Harris is talking about. It's on a free-range open free-range farm. Costs maybe 7.50. So you're talking of Five dollar difference. Okay, that is a big difference for a pound of meat. Yeah, it's a f- you're right. four to five dollar difference. Yeah, that's make but, or break. But look at that in a healthcare perspective. That's the way I look at it. You're gonna pay for your health further down the road. He he talked about these animals during COVID. The his farm, if it was shut down during COVID, all of his animals would have survived. They would have lived. Lived like twenty years. Right. Because It was sustainable. It was the way animals are supposed to be raised. They're grazing on shit that they've ate for since they were on this planet. They're just eating the same shit that they were supposed to be eating. And in other place- One year, two years, they'd be dead. They were euthanizing them because they they weren't going to last. Dude, that was scary. They're sick. They're like diabetic fucking cows, dude. (laughs) But that's what we're putting into our bodies, so think of it that way.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And that makes and sense. I'm not trying to be on some high horse here, but I think if people just again it's this education. It's like you said you didn't fucking think about this stuff when you were eating meat. You're just like, Oh no, I want to have some protein and but then when Rogan starts talking about killing his own food and this and that, I mean, he has gone out on a limb here to talk about what he feels like is such an important issue and I love him for that. I love that he brought Will Harris on. I mean, this is this was a huge... To me, this is a huge step in the right direction of bringing somebody like Will Harris on because I am so sick of hearing about how eating meat is going to fucking destroy our planet. It's not. It's the farming techniques that are going to destroy our planet. There's nothing wrong with eating meat.
0: That's what it, it started to seem like.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: And also, let's hope that Amazon that now owns Whole Foods doesn't shith on him because he was like, you know what? It's changed in the last few years. Like, god bless this guy and his slow southern <laughs> talking that was just wonderful to listen to. And I mean,
1: you know what? I'm going to say one thing. I'm not going to stop drinking, but I will I'm going to make a pledge to you. Oh shit. I'm going to stop buying the $3.50 steaks. I'm gonna start buying the eight dollar to ten dollar steaks that are grass fed.
0: Should we buy the high quality? I'm gonna
1: buy the high quality steaks because I eat a lot of fucking meat and after listening to that I feel like a hypocrite because I do buy grass fed chuck. It's like seven bucks a pound, but I have not bought the ten dollar eight ounce steak as opposed to the three dollar and fifty cent eight ounce steak, which I think is important because Well, let's let's see it's how
0: well what would be good is to see how we do it on a relative budget and then when you know it can be like good information like is it possible can we do it under this and support this kind of livestock situation which i would like to see how it goes Well,
1: okay let me ask you this when like who do you get your eggs from because <clears throat> we didn't really, we didn't really go into the poultry scene here. We've kind of just been talking about cows.
0: I don't really. I eat out way too much. Okay. To even buy eggs.
1: Have you? Okay, I'll 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 ask two questions then. Have you noticed the difference between organic milk and regular farm factory milk? Um. Have you noticed a difference in flavor? I don't
0: drink any milk. Okay. Well. Okay. So we'll X Sorry. that question.
1: I will say that I. There is a huge difference between organic milk and regular milk. Okay. In flavor and taste. Fair enough. Also, same thing with eggs. That was my point. Is that with eggs the color is different? Oh, I've and, seen
0: I've seen good eggs. Dude. Yeah, for sure. When I lived when I went to Japan, sorry, I didn't live there. No, but you're when good. I went there on vacation and I was there like 4 weeks, those eggs there were just dark, dark. Oh, dude. Orange,
1: it's insane. It's a
0: whole different game.
1: I feel that, yeah, and and again, it's the same with grass fed beef as opposed to grain fed. Everyone says grain fed tastes better because there's more marble, there's more fat, but that's just what they're used to, man. It's like Heinz ketchup. Everybody fucking loves Heinz ketchup because that's what they're used to, even though all it is is fucking sugar with some red coloring in it yeah. and some tomato paste. So. I'm just going to end it with if you if you have the opportunity to spend a couple more bucks on eggs, man, do you notice the difference? And it's, it's there's just so much healthier for you, dude. Yeah, they taste better. They're they, it's just good for you. I'm
0: pretty sure if you don't go to Starbucks for two days in a row, you can buy the most expensive eggs and not feel bad.
1: Yeah, it's like do you want to ha- do you want to eat fucking a dead, dying, fat, obese fucking cow that's pumped full of hormones or do you want to spend like 4 more dollars and you know eat a hap- eat a happy cow
0: <laughs> I love that <laughs> I love that well thank you guys for listening and uh yeah we're going to be eating better meat all right let's do it Todd it. you're a legend let's go
1: thanks buddy well, cheers. later guys cheers <laughs>